And welcome everyone. How are we doing today? I hope everyone's doing well. Um, as always, let me give you my cheap little sales pitch. You can join the Train Heroic team if you're so inclined to do so. The Always an Athlete team, not the Train Heroic team. Always an Athlete team on Train Heroic. It is a seven-day free trial that you can give it a go. We've had some awesome results. We're in a power phase right now. It's a little bit of a power with some upper body hypertrophy. So everyone, my goodness, who doesn't love a little upper body hypertrophy cycle phase, what do you want to call it? Um, And you give it a go. Seven-day free trial. Check it out. And you might like it. You might not like it, but it's a seven-day free trial. So you know, you've got it's free. You might like it. Might as well give it a go. So uh, if you do try it out, thank you, as always. But let's just uh, let's hop into the topic of conversation here. Um, This is a, I got a couple of topics here, and we'll see how many we get through. I'm pull my phone up really quick. So I have these written down. We have okay. Here they are. Cool. Uh, well, I, sometimes I forget. I get on this podcast. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, what topics am I talking about? I'm talking about uh, specifically not letting your training. Uh, let me get this the exact words. I'm sorry. Specifically, not getting letting your weight room training get in the way of your skills training. Don't let it compromise your skills training. It's one of our topics. And the other topic I'll be talking a little bit might be about buy-in and then wasted time. So let's talk about not letting your weight room training compromise your skills training. I think so often people, oh, how did I put this? People think that the weight room exists outside of your skills. They think they're two separate things. Like, oh, we have a weight training session and then we have a skills session, and that's how you get good at your sport. But on the uh, stratification, we're breaking this down. The only reason why we lift weights is to help our sport. It's either keeping us healthy or it's helping develop specific qualities needed for a skill. Other than that, there is no need to lift weights. The lifting weights doesn't help develop a skill like, oh, I want to work on hitting the baseball further and I physically cannot hit the baseball far enough because I'm not strong enough. Well, lifting weights is going to help build that skill of having a higher exit velocity off the bat. Maybe it's going to help a tennis player accelerate quickly to the ball because they are just not strong enough to accelerate, but it's done for a specific skill. It's not just done. The arbitrary application of the weight room is a waste of time. It really is. If it's not helping you get healthier, get better, it's a waste of time. Undeniably a waste of time. That's topic number two. So we'll talk about that here. That's actually one of the topics. We'll tie these in together. So like when it comes to lifting, you want to make sure that it does not compromise your skills. And what I mean by that is I've seen this happen before. I have done this before. You go and lift weights. You go and do some heavy squats or whatever. And sure, you might need to train your legs to get them stronger, but you get a little carried away. You do a little too much volume, too much load too soon. You get so sore that now you walk differently, you run differently, you jog differently, and it changes your entire movement pattern. And if you're trying to learn something in terms of movement, well, by gosh, by golly, let's make sure that we're not putting ourselves in a compromised position 
to learn now in a situation where we don't have access to a normal movement pattern. Let's think about it like this. Let's say I go and squat a whole bunch. Or, oh, yeah, let's, say, let's squat because that's the easiest example. We do go and do something that trains our legs, our quads specifically. Let's just say specifically our quads. You do a whole bunch of knee extensions. And then you go and hit baseballs. Well, you might have some residual fatigue in those quads that's going to compromise a movement pattern because it's an a it's an asymmetrical fatigue. So like, oh, my quads are more sore than, uh, you know, what would be my rest of my body. It's not like a, it's not like when you go play a sport, you have doing a poor job of describing this. So I apologize. Imagine every muscle has their own engine output or their own battery percentage. When you go and swing a bat, the battery percentage drains at the same rate of the same muscles every time. So when you swing a bat, maybe the first thing that tires out are your glutes or your quads. But whatever it is, it systematically, or systemically, I should say, drains you at an equal rate because it's a swing. It's not like today, all of a sudden, it's going to drain your biceps a lot, or tomorrow it's going to drain your calves a lot. Every time it's going to drain the batteries of each muscle at the same rate and in the same proportion. But now I went and did some squats. I did some lifts and I have drained the battery of what is a significantly important muscle. For example, uh, that might be a primary mover. And I have now put myself in a situation where I have compromised outputs because I have drained that specific area. And because we're learning a skill, I now don't have access to the outputs I normally would have. And I have to learn this skill in a compromised situation. Does that make sense? So like, look, we're thinking about the battery. We have this battery pack of our ability. And if we drain certain areas, it's going to have to target resources from other areas. It's going to use your glutes more or it's going to use your calves more or your whatever the heck it's going to use more. But it's compensating because it's fatigued. So your skills training is compromised. Now, there's that version of it. That's the acute version where you have drainage of a system. The second version is you're just so darn sore that you don't want to move and pain is inhibiting your movement and causing a compensation pattern. If you don't believe this exists, go do a crap ton of calf raises today and then go tomorrow and try and run sprints. You're not going to want to run with a necessarily a four-foot strike. It's going to hurt. Your calves are sore. If you ever had really tight hammies and you try and sprint, it feels like you can't open up. All those things are compromising your skills. Now, being that those things compromise your skills, if we do things in the weight room that aren't benefiting your skills, setting the foundation that's justifiably used, like your specific reason why you're doing this for your skills, and then using the platform of the weight room to develop the physical abilities to stay healthy and in turn, fostered new skills and we're wasting time in the weight room if we waste time in the weight room and that energy is being spent rebuilding structures and things that don't matter it's not only a waste of time because time is a currency it is a negative it's actually arguably worse than doing nothing if you were to do nothing at least you wouldn't have to recover from nothing but if you're to do something that is training things that don't help you and you have to recover from those, the energy that could have been spent towards recovering to something else 
is now spent on that thing that doesn't matter. Does that make sense too? So now it's like almost inarguable that we are wasting time in the weight room. And if we're wasting time in the weight room doing exercises that don't directly help something, we're now actually acting as a negative. And, and this is like the, one of the most frustrating things to think about is that trying to actually think about time you've wasted. It's like, I have wasted myself so much time in my career. Unbelievable amounts of time. And talking about wasted time, people get so mad. They get so offended by it. Because it just points out all the things we sucked at. Like, we screwed up with. I shouldn't have done X, Y, and Z. I wasted my time. But you know what's even a bigger waste of time? is to not recognize that you've wasted time. That's the biggest thing is like we could either ignore and it can occur or we can address it and try to make it better. People, I don't know how many times I've mentioned the idea of wasting time and people just jump to the wildest conclusions, the wildest justifications. I've been reading the book, The Lean Startup. And yes, we're going to do a book club on that soon. I'm getting through the book itself now so I can go through the book club with you all together. I want to read it all the way through or at least most of it. And then we'll go back through. But it talks about an example there where he wasted time making a product that, yes, they got insights from the product. So they were building a startup company and he coded a whole bunch of stuff. And the short example is he coded a whole bunch of things and they built this platform. And none of the code that he wrote actually was beneficial to finding out the insights they needed from the customers. So the great question is, did he ever need to write any of that code at all? And the answer is no, he didn't. It's a waste of time. And that scares people. He talked about that too, because a lot of times we do things to do things to satisfy the fact that we're doing things. We're just doing stuff because we associate progress with work and we associate work with effort and effort with time. The amount of time we put into something equates the amount of effort we're doing and the amount of work we're putting in and then the amount of progress we're going to make. But it never talks about how much progress we make in terms of the amount of effort put in, like an ROI. And we just assume that progress is made from work when really it's not necessarily justified that way. You could actually work really hard and do things that set you back. This is the biggest mistake I've come across. I mentally deal with it myself. You guys might as well. And it's something I wanted to share here as well with you all, because in the example of the weight room, we have to really ask ourselves, are we wasting time? Are we doing things that are a negative? Are we hindering our ability to get better? All this is stuff that we really need to consider and think about. And it's very frustrating and I do it quite a bit. And it honestly, like, I don't want to call it irritating, but it's a very tough question. I don't have the perfect answer to it. I don't have the solution, but it's something I wanted to share with you all here. Um, with that kind of mindset, by the way, one second, there's a fight in my backyard. A rabbit is fighting something. What? I'm filming this right now, people. We've got, I, that is so confusing. I am sorry for being, I'm sitting outside my house right here. 
and it's like a mink looking thing and a rabbit is chasing it and trying to fight it. Rabbits fight things. There's a bird. It's this chaos. Missed the filming of it. Sorry for being super distracted, by the way. Look out my corner of my eye and there's like there's a tussle going on and I'm now live commentating about it on a podcast. So that was wild as crap. I've never seen a rabbit try and fight something. These things were chasing each other. I thought it was a neighbor's dog or cat or something. This thing's still running around hunting this thing. Yo, this is wild. Insane. Crazy. Yeah, but sorry about that. I'm wasting your time, right? Maybe I'm not wasting your time. The thing I want to talk about was the ability, like, are we wasting time and whatnot? And like, uh, is what we're doing actually beneficial? Is it holding us back? What things could we do better? How can we address those things? Those questions, like I said, are not easy questions to ask ourselves. They're very tough and humbling. Um, and so do our best. So you got to start asking those. And then lastly, by the way, the buy-in thing I was going to talk about. I heard people talking about buy-in and talking about, oh, you need to make buy-in and create buy-in. Trust me, blah, blah, blah. Buy-in, that'd be the equivalent to being like, look, man, like, why don't you buy my products? Buy my products. Buy-in. No, buy-in is a convincing process. You need to sell someone on something. And I was thinking about that because I was listening to some motivational talk about how you need to buy into something or whatever it might have been. And I was like, man, this doesn't want me to want to buy in. Buying into something is convinced. A salesperson gets you to buy into a product because they propose um, a need. They propose a value proposition. And you, yourself, the consumer, then decide whether that pro value proposition is worthwhile. And with that, you can then determine whether or not you're going to buy in. And that same thing happens with you. And you've probably had coaches like that or people you've worked with just say, trust me, trust me, trust me, but they've given you no reason to trust them. You need to have evidence for buy-in. And I just kind of wanted to share that short with you because so often we blindly just follow things and people say, buy in and sure, we're going to do it. And I feel at times like this is what's happened to me in the strength condition and my education process. I just believed a lot of trust me bros and like, this is how it's done. Versus ever asking why and trying to understand the detail of it. Because when you understand the detail of it, you can provide yourself with the evidence as to whether or not you want to buy into that topic, buy into that belief. And that's where the whole idea of Bayes' theorem-like thinking, where you think about a percentile, a percentile of confidence. What percent do I think I agree with this idea of this being the right path? What can I do to better understand it is or isn't? And then from there, do I buy in with it? So a long-winded, short-winded quick spoken thing right there on buy-in and how it frustrates me. And maybe I'll do a more written, breaking, more organized breakdown of it. But just something I came across the other day on Instagram, like buy-in, buy-in, you got to buy into this. Like what are you talking about? So, I don't know. I'll leave it there for now. I'm starting to ramble. I appreciate y'all listening as always. Take care. Thank you. And sorry for the rabbit chaos. That was pretty wild. Still kind of peeking my head out the window to see what's going on. It's like fighting to look like a mink. I don't know if there's minks in Iowa and rabbits fight minks, but man, that was... That was exciting. All right. Have a good day, y'all. Peace out.